Welcome to the New Author Podcast, a weekly podcast diary starring Jerry Evanoff. You don't see enough positive news about global warming. And Rich Casey. I usually do the smell test and the taste test. I usually don't do the, the look test too much, but sometimes, like if there's furry things growing on it. Join them weekly as they talk about writing, publishing, and marketing their books. They'll talk about their successes, their failures, and everything in between. And along the way, they'll probably veer off the path a little and talk about gardening, television, their world travels, sports, or pretty much any other shiny thing that catches their eye. And now, here are your hosts. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the New Author Podcast. Today is Sunday, July 23rd. This is episode number 227. Uh, I am one of the hosts of this podcast, Jerry Evanoff, and joining me, as he does each week, is Rich Casey. Rich, how are you? I am doing fantabulous. I had a fantastic week, as you'll find out here in a little bit. Uh, we had a cold front move in last night, dropped the temperature down to 95 degrees. So, wow. Like, yeah, I know we're a full 10 or 5 or 10 degrees cooler. Uh, so it actually feels kind of nice outside, which is really weird. <laughs> the plants still don't like it. I've had a, I've had a, <laughs> uh, I've had a sprinkler running on the garden now for the better part of two hours. And you go out there and there's still no water on the surface of the ground. So it's just sucking oh, it right up. <laughs> I, I, uh, I'm waiting for rain to come. I look outside right now and it looks like it's, it wants to rain, but we really, we, you know, we've, we haven't had some in a couple of days. So we, I would love some rain to come right now. We've had rain all around us. I mean, literally torrential downpours and it's just completely missed us. We're like in this 30 mile donut where we just haven't gotten it yet. Is but that like a it. geographical thing? Is it because of a certain place or is it just bad, bad luck? Well, my wife says it's because of the heat generating off the city. It's just pushing stuff away, but I have no idea. Okay. We're not <laughs> weathermen people. Okay. That's right. You're not here for, you're not here for like accurate weather. That's um, right. They're here for right, the so let me jump into my. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, let me jump into my, speaking of sports, let me jump into my stats for the week. <clears throat> um, inheriting murder book two in the murder mystery series is up 3,751 words to 44,478. Today was an interesting day with the word count that I'll get to, uh, later on, uh, alpha battalion book one. That's the space opera stayed the same as 1687 chapter one, no changes there. Um, I'm, I'm on chapter two of that story and that's where I switched point of views to the, the, the character based on me essentially where, uh, and I'm having trouble figuring out how to introduce that character like he gets picked up while he's on earth by his sister who comes from space so i don't really and he doesn't go back not in this book at least there's no reason to spend a lot of time at his home on earth but i still want to spend a little bit of time to, to let the readers know kind of like who he is so i mean right. i've had a little bit of trouble with with how to do that so i haven't done much with it I thought you were going to tell me, I thought you were going to say that you're having trouble with that character based on you because you don't know how it would think or act. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm asking chat GPT how I would think that's funny. <laughs> um, and then origins volume two, the second book in the prequel novella trilogy is up. One, oh no, it's stayed the same. Actually. I didn't do anything with that. Um, started on chapter two and it's funny. It's the same kind of thing. I'm, I had a chapter one with a little bit of action and then, um, and now I'm on chapter two where I need to like, introduce him in the town and I'm having trouble with that. You get me past that introduction and I do okay. It's just, I'm having trouble with that initial introduction. Thank mm -hmm. God in, in Inheriting Murder, I don't have to do that because I did it in book one. Um, so yeah, uh, in terms of my Facebook stats, no change. I'm still at 205 and I had a ton of posts this week. I wanted to see how it would how it work and I'm actually gonna open that up right now as we speak and, um, and read you kind of what I did. Uh, here it is, Facebook, I didn't have it open ahead of time here. Um, 
I think I, I posted every day, including Saturday and Sunday. Although my Saturday and Sunday posts were like me at the golf course going happy Saturday, happy Sunday, because I really didn't know right. what else to post. But I wanted to get something up there. And of course, it's taking forever to load this page where you can actually look at your stats. So here's my week. I did, let's see, uh, one starting last Sunday, actually starting Monday, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12 posts. Um, the ones that got the most interaction, I did a, the cover reveal and the, the final, the third and final reveal got 19, um, you know, likes or loves or whatever. And then six comments, I, I you know, everything else got like one, two, three likes. It, it really didn't like move the needle much on the number of likes or comments I was getting. It's mostly from the people who listen to this podcast who know what I'm trying to do. And I appreciate them to keep doing that. Um, but you know, I didn't post anything that was like throwback to the eighties. And I've noticed in the past that's gotten the most. So I right. might try to do maybe I'll, okay. So uh, I'll talk, I was going to talk about this later, but I actually didn't do any posts yet. I haven't scheduled. I completely forgot about it yesterday that I was going to start doing it on Saturdays. So I wrote the outline. I'm going to do it tonight and we know how that goes, but I'm going <laughs> to try to like, do like a, just a, an eighties, you know, eighties throwback type of week and just see how that does. And, and I, I showed rich before the podcast started, but I'm going to stand up uh, um, on the, on the video and you can see my shirt introverted but willing to discuss 80s music is what my shirt says so i'm in that kind of mood right now where i could go ahead and and do that throwback and and so we'll see how that does i'm really interested in seeing just if i do a bunch of throwback stuff nostalgia i think nostalgia is always a pretty big deal so we'll see how that yeah do it, it i wonder how you could integrate you know your brand which is kind of mystery time travel well the time travel you could do but the mystery part with posts on 80s music because i think music garners even more reaction than television shows and movies and things yeah you're right you're right um have you we you have you and i have talked about the um the, the youtube channel with the guy who does all the the old you know 70s and 80s music type of thing um i watched a bunch of his videos today uh, this week it's like a redux uh, countdown that he does. And I love watching those and those always get a ton of posts. So I'm kind of looking forward to, uh, that's a good idea. I'm going to try to go ahead and do some music stuff and see what happens. Yeah. Especially since I'm getting, getting ready to go to Billy Joel. So, Oh yeah. Right. As I'm sitting here recording, I'm just watching as two of my neighbors converge on my front yard to look at the grass stuff that I did earlier. Ah. <laughs> what is happening here? So anyway, anyway, I feel like I'm getting judged out there anyway. All right. So in terms of last week's goal, um, uh, it was to get to, to do chapter four, five, and six in the in the uh, inheriting murder and in the murder mystery book, and I actually did that, completed that goal. I'm very happy about that. Uh, I did not think it was going to get done halfway through the week, but it, it got done. And then uh, the other goal I had was to figure out what I'm going to do with the podcast. I want to move it to newauthorpodcast.com without messing up the link. I don't want people to have to resubscribe. Uh, that obviously I didn't do, but I didn't have anything to test with. So after this podcast today, I'm going to post it on the new site and see if it shows up on the same link. It should, if it does not, I'll post it on the old site and then keep working to try to figure out how to do that. So. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. Well, my stats for the week, um, my biggest goal for the week, I, I said last week I was gonna try to get 2000 words per day every day. I wanted to write every day and I wanted to hit about at least 14,000 for the week, kind of upping uh, what I had been doing in previous weeks, uh, lowballing myself. Um, and I did it, I did write every day but my total for the week turned out to be 31,998 words. Wow. And I ended up finishing the rough draft of that Sherlockian story. 
that I uh, so that I started. So from start to finish, it was just a, a day or two over two weeks uh, that I went did a complete first draft. So I am super happy about the way the week went in terms of writing new words. Uh, but given that I was on a roll with the new words, I didn't want to get distracted. So I didn't post any new Vela episodes, although I did spend a couple of hours um, on a couple of days promoting the episodes I have up there uh, for reasons that I'll discuss later uh, when I discuss the bonus for June. Uh, and I did absolutely nothing on the urban fantasy story, which I also was supposed to hit. But, you know, you get almost 32,000 words for a week. I think you have to call that a success. I think you have to call that a big success. Yeah. Not only 31,000, 32,000 words, but also finishing, you know, a first draft. Right. That's awesome. Right, right. All right. Before I get into last week's recap, I just want to say that if you if you were sitting where I'm sitting right now and you look that way, my TV is on the wall over there. And I just saw a commercial and Rich, the guy in the commercial looked exactly like you. Oh, so right. sorry. <laughs> I mean, exactly. I'm going to find a picture of it and send it to you at some point okay. later on. Um, but man, it threw me for a second because I looked over and I hear you talking and I see his mouth moving. I was so confused. <laughs> you know, what, what's surprising, you know, given my mug, how many times people tell me, come up to me and say, aren't you so-and-so? They think I'm somebody else. And, you know, it's, it's kind of weird. Well, I mean, yeah. bald guys with close-cropped beards, I mean, we're a dime a yeah. dozen, I guess. Exactly, so. <laughs> exactly. Um, all right, so for, in terms of last week, um, this was an, it was kind of a light week for me, at least at the beginning, so I'll probably go pretty quick here. Um, nothing writing-related, uh, although in the evening, I did go in and add the roadmap thing that I wanted to add to the front page of the new website. I used a combination of ChatGPT and my own kind of coding knowledge and skills to make it work. Again, ChatGPT is getting kind of funky. Once you have all that done and you have so much code, ChatGPT easily forgets what you're trying to do. Although there's news there, which I will talk about in a little while. Um, and then I went through some more websites and tried to determine if there's anything I thought I missed. And I, I did not find anything. I, I'm surprised the number. I went to, to the 20 Books um, Vegas page and scrolled through the users um, just looking for names. So I went and then I would Google the name, try to find their website. The number of people that don't have websites or have websites that go to like, you know, their Facebook page or their websites don't show up in their search so really surprised me. It's a lot of people. Really? Uh, it was way more than 50%. Yeah, I would say it was like eight out of 10. I couldn't find a first name, last name dot com for them. Huh. That, that is interesting because although, you know, I guess the 20 books people, they really push the idea of a mailing list more than a website, but still a website would seem to be pretty basic, you know. Yeah, yeah, and it, I guess it depends on maybe how far along they were. Maybe I just happened a bunch of a group of people who don't have any books published yet, or they're just getting started. Um, I didn't like. Oh, I know that name. I just whatever name I found, I searched for. So could be. You know, I went to your. I went to the new website uh, just to check out the roadmap thing you were talking about, and as soon as I got there, I realized that I had no idea what you were talking about when you said roadmap. What you're, what you're essentially, you have uh, progress bars. Right. Yes. That's what you meant by yes. roadmap. Okay. Yeah. How do you I got how that. do you update? Do you have to update that manually or are you pulling off a database or what? Well, it's pulling off of that file that holds the data for every book. So the 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 file itself. So it's a it's a JSON file. Um there's each book has its own field, and the fields are like series name, book number, title, cover, link, okay. description, long description, hero description, and then down a little bit further, I have a progress number. 
and I basically told the code if the progress number is greater than zero but less than 100, show it on that roadmap. So it won't show anything that didn't start and it won't show anything that is completed. And it just gives, and then what I do is I go in and update the number, recompile the website and just update it. It takes five minutes, if that. Really okay, so, so you literally have to go in and update the numbers within the, the JSON file. Yeah, so if I really was like good at having uh, the ability to like keep on a schedule to do something, I would say like every Sunday morning before I go to golf, um, go in, update it, put the website up there, and then it would be updated. Um, right. I might try to do that, but you know how I am with keeping that kind of thing. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah, right. right. So with that, the coding is officially done, <clears throat> kind of. <clears throat> so all I have left now is to get the rest of the data updated. There are some books up there I don't have descriptions for and things like that. I just have to go grab them and get the descriptions down. Um, that was all I did on Monday. On Tuesday, um, during my lunch break, I made a couple more ch tiny changes. There were some spacing issues, some text issues. I changed, for example, instead of buy now um, for the book that, where it links to Amazon, I changed it to more info. Uh, I just thought that was more likely that somebody would click that and it would take them to the Amazon page than buy now. So right. just little things like that that I changed. Uh, and then my email, I had an email that, uh, that was supposed to go out to my, my mailing list. Um, I say supposed to because it didn't, and I learned a very valuable lesson about MailerLite that I'll talk to you about in a second. I don't. I wonder if any, if every anyone else ran into this. I'll say anyone else ran into this because I feel like there are people who didn't. But this was something really interesting to me that that MailerLite does that I didn't know about. So on Wednesday, I decided to check to see like how many people clicked the link and and how many people opened it. I want to see which one of the two subject lines won the A/B test that I did. Uh, the first one was um, the first subject line I used was Dan Aykroyd was in the We Are The World video. And the second one was free promos. Then I wanted to see who won based on that. And uh, I went in and I clicked and I looked at the A-B test and I went, okay, that one won. That's kind of cool. And then, oh, that's the number of people that opened it. And that's the number of click. And that was around lunchtime. I looked at that. I went, oh, okay, that's fine. And then a little while later, I went back to it because I thought, well, I never actually got an email. I wonder why. And I realized it was in draft mode and I was looking at the last one I sent out in the stats. Like I didn't really look at it that hard and I just didn't realize that I was looking at the wrong one. And the reason that it was in draft mode, it did not go out on Tuesday. It was still in draft mode on Wednesday afternoon when I looked at it was because when you go from zero to a thousand or zero to 999 and you up your account to 1000 to 2,500, MailerLite needs to review and manually make a change so that your mail, your, your, uh, your account is good to go ahead and send those emails. I was really confused by this. Um, yeah. When I when I clicked on the section where I would schedule it, and I remember doing this on Monday night, clicking it, seeing that I had to submit for approval, and thinking, "That's weird. Why do I have to submit for approval? I paid for it. I, my accounts is a, a thousand to twenty five hundred. What am I getting approved?" And so then I just I thought, "Well, I'll do it tomorrow. I won't worry about it now." Well, then the next day I completely forgot about it and just thought that it went out. Right. Um, so on Wednesday at lunchtime, I clicked into their their support and found a chat and it was a bot at first but eventually you get to a person i just said what's happening here why do i have to submit this for approval i paid for this can you check my account and the guy wrote and said oh yeah yeah you're good to go he says let me make a quick change and you'll be ready and i went okay and like three seconds later okay change is made you're good to go and i went to the page where the you schedule it and that that whole message about submitting for approval was gone and i was ready to schedule and i asked him i'm like what what happened He's like, oh yeah, when you go over a thousand, we have to have one of our people approve your your um, your accounts so they can do that. And I really didn't ask why. Uh, my guess is so they don't have like spammers setting it up to do it. Maybe a thousand is some magic number. I don't know. Yeah, um, I don't I don't know. Except uh, 
yeah. Yeah, I can't even imagine. I mean, the only thing that pops in my head is that somehow they have to go in and, and manually make sure that the uh, charge actually went through and it was paid. But yeah, other than that, it just seems weird because you're already using the system. You have been from zero to nine ninety nine, and why why for would like they need five to approve? years? Yeah, why would they need to approve you for the next step up? It doesn't make any sense. So if you're gonna move over a thousand in MailLite. You do have to do the submit button that pops up when you, that's the other thing. It's like, I wish they would have, I wish they would have, when I paid for the account, I wish they would have said, okay, now give us 24 hours to approve it. Instead of when I go to schedule my next email, then I have to submit it for, what if I'm scheduling? I want to send it out right now. Do I have to wait until tomorrow? Like it's very strange right. how the whole thing works. So, right. um, so, you know, lesson learned, I guess. Uh, so then I immediately, instead of like scheduling, I just sent it at that moment. I set it for four hours later from the AB testing and I went ahead and sent it out and it got a bunch of clicks and I was pretty happy with the results overall. I don't have it open in front of me, but it was, I don't know, 15, 16% open rate, which is pretty good for me. I usually yeah. get around twenties. It's a little lower, but I'll take it. And then it was like five, what was it? Four, four to 5% click rate, which is a pretty good number based on the, the I don't know how I, 1100 or whatever that I sent out. No, 1040 or whatever it was that went out. So, so that was Wednesday. Again, no writing, nothing writing related um, in terms of uh, adding chapters to these books. I don't know why. I don't really have an excuse. Um, I just didn't do it. Um, I think part of it was probably procrastinating uh, because I wanted to work on those other two books in the evenings, but I'm stuck on both of them. And instead of actually just sitting down and writing my way out, as I believe, I think that was in the Hamilton musical you gotta <laughs> yeah. write your way out um i just didn't do it um so thursday uh thursday morning i got up i had a plumbing company come and give me a new hot water heater by give i mean i had to pay for it uh they installed it and when they pulled in i noticed on the side of the truck it said something to the effect of complete bathroom renovations or bathroom installation something like that and uh -oh. i asked them, you know, what do you guys do because i want i mean them it's a plumbing company i didn't realize they were going to like install a shower but I mean, I guess that makes sense for plumbing. And he said, oh yeah, we do everything. We do it from start to finish. We'll, we'll bring the appliances in and we'll, we'll uh, do the floors and the walls and everything. I'm like, okay, before you guys leave, we have to talk because on my list of things to fix up my house, I have re renovate bottom bathroom and rebuild uh, second floor bathroom. So they were here for a couple hours, putting the hot water heater in. And when they were done, uh, I grabbed the guy and said, let's go look and see what I have. So we went into my bottom bathroom, my first floor bathroom, and I told him I want new walls, new floor. I want all new. I want new shower enclosure, new toilet, new sink, uh, medicine, everything. I want the whole thing redone. I want the walls painted. He said, okay. And he did some measuring. And then we went upstairs where I basically have an empty shell. And I said, okay, I want everything the same up here that I have downstairs, but I want it to be nicer. Like I want this one to have a walk-in shower, a bigger sink, you know, that whole deal. Right. And he said, all right, I'll get you two quotes. And I said, okay. And uh, I'm excited by this. I mean, if they're not, I don't have a clue what to expect. It could be $2,000. It could be 10,000. I have no idea what to expect. Uh, yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll take a wild guess. And I'd mm -hmm. say somewhere in the neighborhood of 20 grand per bathroom. Uh, Jesus. <laughs> that's just a wild guess from what I know of what bathroom renovations are costing. Now, a lot of that depends on the quality of the fixtures and everything that that you get and, and exactly and I, what it is what you're doing uh but i did tell them i don't want anything exciting i want boring for downstairs and i just want right. the same for upstairs but a little bit bigger that's all right so I, I, I might be really interested to find out what what kind of quotes you get because that'll tell me how much my efforts in redoing my master bathroom were actually worth <laughs> because yeah. i spent i spent about five grand 
doing in ter terms of materials and stuff. So, and you, and you didn't charge yourself labor. So no, that, no. And since yeah, I've been doing it, doing it for about 18 months now, it's a pretty good idea that I didn't charge myself. <laughs> You're not done yet. Not completely. No, I got, yeah, I, I, I had yourself by the hour. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's, it's, it's all functional. It's basically a lot of trim and stuff that I still haven't done. And I know, by the way, that if I were to do try to do it myself, I would cut corners. Like that's what would happen with me. I would not finish it. If you look at my deck in the backyard, there's still a spot where the fence kind of hangs off the edge because I never got the saw and just cut it off. Right. But again, I don't. I'm not trying to impress anyone. I don't care. You're right. Um, right. So we'll see how this goes. Um, yeah. After work, I went over to the sub place to try to start on chapter four of the murder mystery, and I got my. Um, my dinner and I ate and then I kind of sat there and started to write and it was so hot in there. Um, I couldn't sit, like I was sweating sitting in this place. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to be that guy that's like, Hey, can you um, turn your air conditioning on for the one guy out in the, that's out here eating or actually not even eating anymore. Yeah, I'm right. not even spending money. I'm just taking up a table. So, and, and they're really nice. They like me. I like them. We, we have a good time when we chat. Um, but, uh, but so I just left, I came home with the idea of writing when I got home, which obviously didn't happen. And, um, Instead, what I did is I set up newauthorpodcast.com with the new podcast theme, um, and I installed Seriously Simple Podcasting, which is the plugin I'm using, and I logged into Castus hoping that it would pull in like all the history from jerryonoff.com, which it didn't do. I don't know why I thought it would, but I'm hoping now when I go and I publish the podcast through there, it's through Seriously Simply Podcasting into the same Castus account. I'm hoping that it puts it in with the same link. I think it will. I'm not 100% sure. So I'm gonna, uh, that'll be this podcast. I'll, what I'll do is I'll, I'll upload it, test it on my phone. And if it works great, and if it doesn't work, then I'll, I'll do it through jerryovers.com and then keep working at it. So. I did drop into castos.com the other day uh, just to look at this, what the stats were doing for the last little while. And I did notice that all the pictures of you and Lindsay disappeared. Uh, so I'm going to have to go ahead and, and finish that new one that i did for us and get that to really? you so you can you can use it yeah going forward i did i did go into canva for the first time on thursday and i actually created a logo for my super secret podcast project that i'm going to work uh -huh. on uh -huh. and it took me like five minutes it was so easy i've never used canva i've heard tons of people talk about canva so i thought well i mean maybe we'll just go in and create it through canva i mean it's so easy i actually paid like three bucks for some graphics and it's great um, yeah. so if you want to finish that, go ahead. I mean, yeah, yeah, I, I will, I will finish that this week. I'll put it on my list of things okay. to do and get that done. And then in the evening I did grab my laptop and attempt to work on chapter two of origins volume two. But again, I, I wrote like three paragraphs and then just got kind of stuck with, is this too boring? It's basically my character walking home, kind of looking up into the sky, talking to his dog. Cause in my books, there's always dogs. And, um, and then as he, the chapter ends with like the, the sister landing her spaceship in his backyard and surprising him. But again, I don't know if like the first 75% is boring. I don't know if it matters to the story or not. I feel like in that case that I'm not even sure it probably doesn't, but I don't right. know. Yeah. So, and I don't know how to, if, if I, if that doesn't matter to the story, I don't even know how to write the chapter. So, <laughs> uh, and then Friday. Okay. So Friday I worked a half a day. This is where all the fun began for me. Um, after I was done working, I had about an hour to kill. And, um, okay. I was looking through YouTube and there's a guy that I follow. I've mentioned him before on here. It's, um, oh, I don't, the nerdy novelist is his channel and I'll link to it in the show notes. Um, he had show, he was showing off a new feature in chat, chat GPT. Uh, this is where you can go in and now you have a way 
to get ChatGPT to remember things. So when you go to ChatGPT, I don't even know, this could work on the free version too, I'm not sure. Um, at the bottom of the screen, you go into the your settings and you add in this, um, what is it, information section? I'm gonna, let me just open it real quick so I, I get the, um, the verbiage right. But there's two boxes, each box holds 1500 characters. And what you can do in the first box is you can go in and you can you can put some kind of a a message. So let's say you're plotting a book and you want to have like the overall plot in there. You can do that, and then as you're running through your chats, ChatGPT will not forget that. Like it always that's like that's always there for it to remember something. Uh, it's really cool what it is. It's called custom instructions. So if you go to your settings, you see custom instructions. The first question is, what would you like ChatGPT to know about you to provide better responses? So if you want to put stuff about yourself in there, that's great. But in terms of being an author, I want to put like, here's the outline for the book that I'm working on. That way it'll never forget it. Right. The second box is, how would you like ChatGPT to respond? And I'm going, and this is like the style that you get back. So if you want to type, oh, always give me bullet points, you could do that. And it'll always follow that when it responds. Now, the problem is it's not specific to a single chat. It is every chat you have going, it's going to use this. So I'll tell you what I typed in there. And then I want you to remember that because it's leads to a funny story later on. Okay. So I typed in there, um, 744 characters of the 1500. Please respond as if you are a longtime successful murder mystery author who understands story structure, especially the hero's journey. You are amazing at prose and you understand all the tropes of murder mystery and science fiction. So I mixed in science fiction and murder mystery and uh, time travel, all the things that I write. I missed, I, I wrote them in there. So I said something like, you know, uh, for in terms of murder mystery, you love whodunits and locked room for science fiction. You've written multiple bestsellers around time travel. You've also successfully written insult space opera. All of your books are known for having comedy, but only in the spots where comedy is needed. Uh, your books are written in third person limited POV and you are, and you are famous for your ability to describe both locations and emotions using vivid language. You hate adverbs and almost never use them. So that's why I <laughs> okay. just keep that in mind for later and I'll get to a fun story. All right. So I saw that video. I thought that was pretty cool. I went in and played around with it a little on my own. And then it was time for me to now go golfing. Um, it was my, me and my buddy, Sean, were golfing against another friend of mine, Tim and a guy, Mark. Um, Tim and Mark are like the worst two of the group. So I thought me and Sean are going to just, we're going to tear it up. We played for a dollar a hole. And then I fell apart around the 15th hole. And instead of us winning like five or six by five or six, like we should have, uh, we only by one. And it was because basically we were using every one of Sean's shots and not mine. It's like, I forgot how to hit the ball. It was the strangest thing. And I just want you to remember, uh, I fell apart around the 15th hole as a theme to this weekend. It was very odd how I just could not hit anything. Uh, it was around 5.15 when I got home and I thought, well, I'm going to go right, but there's no way I could have gone to Hothead and had enough time to get anything done there before having to leave and come back and get my dog. You know, when my mom and dad have my dog in the evenings, I usually try to pick them up by 7.30 because my, my mom and dad go to bed early. They're old. What do you want? Um, so I, I thought, well, I don't want to go to this local sub place either because it's I, yesterday I tried to go there and it was all sweaty after 10 minutes. So I, I didn't do anything. And there's a really good chance I was looking for excuses to not write. Um, that's a kind of a procrastinating type thing, but that's what happened. So um, on Saturday, I was up early to golf. We were playing in a different course because the course that we normally play on the weekends had a, an outing and they were closed to the general public. So we found this other place. It was fun. It was a, a lot of trees, um, uh, you know, shorter holes, but a lot of trees. Uh, I was playing really good until I fell apart right around the 17th hole and got like a seven or an eight on that hole and then ended up with a 90. I mean, I was on my way to break a 90, which is always what I want to do. And then this, the 17th hole came and I fell apart. 
Um, I came home and my mom and dad were actually gone all day. Yesterday was their 51st wedding anniversary. Oh, so wow. they, they went out to dinner and uh, went, they went somewhere else shopping or something. I forget where it was. And I didn't want to leave Max here all day by himself. Um, I felt guilty doing that. So I just stayed home and, and I, you're probably thinking, oh good, you stayed home so no writing got done. No, no, I went in the back and I sat at my deck and I actually did chapters four and five, um, getting both of them done in the murder mystery which was good because my goal was four five and six. I was out there for a few hours, felt like it was going to rain most of the evening, but it never actually came. And then when I came in, I didn't really do anything else in terms of writing. Um, I knew I was getting up early again. So I went to bed pretty early and that was my day. I, I felt good about that though, because two chapters really good. Sure. Uh, then this morning I got up early to golf again, again, played okay. Uh, right on hole number 15, I, I got a double bogey and fell apart and double bogeyed again. And then I got a bogey and then a triple bogey on the last hole. I should have <laughs> shot around an 87. I actually birdied a hole, which I don't do very often, which is fun. Um, and I end up with a 93 and it's very disappointing. I need to figure out why I fell apart. Like, I don't know what it is. My old partner who I used to golf with a lot, he always used to bring a banana and peanuts and like just little snacks to give him energy. And he always used uh -huh. to tell me, you need more energy. You're getting tired. And I thought, well, I, I don't feel like it. So every now and then I'll take a banana with me and it, you know, it doesn't matter. I don't know what the problem is. I just, that, for whatever reason, I get, I get tired or I, I just fall apart. I don't know why. Yeah. It's not getting tired. You can't get tired of using a cart. That's just, that's not possible. That's a very good point. You're, especially <laughs> since, you know, I'm celebrating this weekend that I'm down 14 pounds now with the no sugar thing. I celebrated by having a donut, by the way. It was awesome. Um, oh, well, there, there's your, there's your reason. Your center of gravity is changing. <laughs> could know? be it. Yeah. I start, you know, when I need to load up on the sugar for the weekend. That's right. I love that idea. That's a great strategy. <laughs> um, so then afterward, I came home, uh, changed my clothes, and then went to Hothead. Um, and I did chapter six. It's very funny. Chapter six was at 1,150 words after the rough draft, 1150. When I was done editing, I was at 2,800 on the dot. Wow. Um, so I added, I mean, I almost tripled the word count with this edit. And a lot of it was like description and emotion, but there was also some extra plot stuff that I needed to to add in there that had been missing from the first draft. So, um, so I was very happy about that, and that's why I had such a big word count jump today because or this week because of today adding twenty adding essentially seventeen hundred words to one chapter. Uh, stopped on my way home and picked up some more dirt, uh, some topsoil. Um, my buddy had gotten me some straw uh, earlier in the week. And I went out and uh, there was that, that patch in my front yard where the tree used to be. Um, and it's like, you know, 85 degrees outside. And to you, that's, I know that's a cold spell, but to me, that's sweaty weather. So I, I put the topsoil down. I put the grass seed down, raked it up a little bit to mix it in and then put some straw down on top of it and then watered it. Then I cut my grass and I weed whacked and I did the leaf blowing of the grass off my neighbor's driveway. And off the sidewalks and man was i sweaty oh so gross i don't know why people like to go outside i don't know how you do it it's going outside it's so gross. unless you have a golf club in your hand i don't understand why you'd want to be outside yeah you just get used to it after a while i mean i've, I've lived down here in louisiana now coming up on uh 32 years and you know you sweating becomes just part of your life <laughs> oh don't like it at all. i came in after i was done and took a, a shower and changed my clothes and just because I just don't like, I'm a computer programmer. I don't like to sweat. It's, it's yeah. just not, <laughs> yeah. Um, and then let's see, what else did I do? That's about it. I went and got my dog. Oh, I went to the grocery store today. Like I always do. I did get an oil change today. I was at 13,000 miles since my last oil change, which is about the time that I do it. Mm -hmm. I know that whole three to 5,000 mile thing. I think, I think it's just a giant scam by the oil company. So I generally go like 12 to 13,000 miles. 
yeah my card lasts a long time so yeah yeah I, yeah i think it's it's a it's a bit of a scam as well although my wife really likes to get the oil changed right on the dot when they say to do it because cars last forever in her family but you know cars last forever in my family too and we used to never change oil so it didn't really matter here's I will say this. I had a little bit of fun today with the car. I got up this morning. The, the golf the golf course I golf at on the weekends is 40 miles one way. So it's 80 miles. So I got up this morning, got in my car, and it said that I had 100 miles left on this tank of gas. And I thought, well, on my way home, I'm going to stop at the – it's it's called Shop and Save. It's basically Giant Eagle. Um, and we have the gas perks. And I thought, well, I'll, I'll, that's perfect. I'll drive home after golf. I'll have 20 miles left, and I'll get – I'll go to the grocery store and get another 20 cents because I'll spend a little over $100. And then I'll have like a whole bunch of, of gas perks and I'll fill my car up when it's almost empty. That's perfect. So I get in the car, I drive up there, I get in the car to drive home and it says I have 59 miles and it's 40, uh, 59 miles of gas and it's 40 miles home. Perfect. But as I start driving, the number starts dipping and dipping faster than it did when you have more gas in the tank. I think it happens every time. So I'm just watching. I'm like, okay, now I have a 13 mile difference. Now I have a 12 mile difference. <laughs> well, I pulled into this gas station in the Amish area that I drive through and they don't have the credit card. You have to go inside. And I'm like, well, I'm not going inside. So I just kept going. I don't like to go inside gas stations. I just kept going. And then I, and then at one point when it got down to 20 miles left, when I had 13 miles to drive home at 20 miles worth of gas, the, the, the car now stops reporting that number. It just gives me three dashes. So now I'm just kind of guessing and I'm like, uh, let's just see. I felt like Kramer in that side. Episode. Let's just see what happens here. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I started driving. Now there's another gas station where I'm like, I'm, I'm like maybe I think I'm seven miles from home and I, there's not, and I pull into that one and it, now I'm past the Amish. I'm just in a little city that's just North of where I live. And, and now uh, they don't have a credit card reader either. And I'm like, I, I'm not going inside. So I continue driving and I'm just like, all right, I got seven miles to go. I know I can get there. I'm pretty sure it's a five mile difference. And I'm just kind of, I'm, I'm like a NASCAR driver. I'm like letting off the gas a little bit earlier. I'm yeah. getting into the gas a little bit later. I'm hoping that I can coast the last red light. I'm like, just be green, be green. And it was green. <laughs> so I coasted through it and I hit the gas a little bit and started going. I got pulled right into the store and I got my gas and I, I, it's the most, I think it's the most I've ever put in my tank at one time. So now that I know that if it's a seven mile difference, I can keep going. You know, I wonder right. now, I'll see if I can go a little bit farther next time. Just to, right. just to see. <laughs> That's yeah. fun. Yeah, th there's two kinds, of, uh, two kinds of people. The people who, uh, as soon as their gas tank hits a half, they have to fill up or else they're paranoid about it. And there's those who just say, well, let's see what happens. And you're, <laughs> you're right, right. And I just happens. wanted to see what would happen. It's like, I'm not on the highway. I know where I'm at. I know where I can pull over if I need to. And my dad lives less than three miles away. He'll bring me a gas. We'll be fine. So, right, right. Uh, I didn't see any any real right. downside other than running out of gas and having to actually have some weight while someone brings it to me. So it was fun. Right. Yeah, cool. So, yeah. Anyway, that was my week. Well, it was a busy week. I, I learned before I get into my my week review. You mentioned the Amish. I learned something new about the Amish that I didn't know this week. You know, y'all. I always thought of them as being uh, as shunning technology and you know, kind of wanting to live a life that was. Uh, you know, back from back in the 19th century kind of kind of way, you know, no electricity and stuff like that. And I discovered that that was not true at all. And I didn't realize that, that in fact, Amish, our whole, our wholesale, well, I can't, I shouldn't say wholesale because each Amish community makes their own decisions about what technology they're going to adopt and what they're not. But uh, solar uh, power has made a big inroads in, in the uh, Amish community. Uh, Gas power generators 
have made a big inroad. And the and the brand new newest thing that's the craze in the in a lot of Amish communities are electric scooters, which I thought was oh, wow. hilarious. Yeah. So the ones I drive through every weekend, I don't see electric scooters. I see them on the ones that are, you know, they look like the ones that Marty McFly had back to the future with the skateboard with the handle. Right. They're right. on those. I don't know what those are called. And then I, I, the lawnmowers are always the push ones that spin. Like right. They're not electric and they're not powered gas. Powered. Right. Uh, yeah. I don't really see any technology as I drive through it. Right. Um, and and then, then they say, well, I was going to look it up and I just, and, and basically, from what I understand, the way the communities make the decisions, the elders in the community make the decision mm. is, is this technology, when they're considering it, is this technology going to bring the community closer together or is it going to drive the community apart in some way, as in getting people to, you know, kind of uh, their attention to leave the community? So things like the Internet and, and tell and um telephones in every house and stuff like that. That's a no, no, because that, you know, it, it broadens people's reach outside the community. Uh, things like electric scooters are okay because it gets you back and forth between farms faster. You know, so that I, I found that really interesting. Yeah. Huh. I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. Well, my week uh, in review, I'll pick it up with last Sunday evening after we podcasted, as I predicted, my wife did break out a new puzzle right after dinner dinner and we got started on that um this time it's not strictly an art puzzle it's kind of a it was an artist rendition of the solar system uh, but it was close enough so we worked on that for about an hour uh then i actually headed to the computer for a little bit of writing because i thought okay i got this two thousand words a day fourteen thousand words for the week goal i want to get a jump start on that i managed uh 2303 words on that sherlockian story in about an hour and a half so i i was pretty good in terms of, of clicking out the words. Uh, I could have pushed beyond that, but I decided to go to bed earlier, uh, about 10.30, because the gym was beckoning the next morning. I actually wanted to get up and get there at a reasonable time, because I have this bad habit if I stay up real late to, to get up late as well. I did read in bed for a little bit. I started a new book. Uh, it it was a, It's a locked room mystery. You mentioned that a little bit earlier. Uh, it's called Death and the Conjurer by Tom Mead. It's, it was published in 2022. Uh, it's pretty interesting. The blurb for the book, and this is why I picked it up originally at the library, it says, a magician turned sleuth in pre-war London solves three devilishly clever impossible crimes. And I couldn't help by wondering when I read that, that uh, blurb if the author cribbed the idea for the books off of the BBC series Jonathan Creek. And I don't know if you've ever seen that, that series or not. Look it up. It's it's really it's it's a funny series. It's but it's all about a magician who solves mysteries, and so I, I gotta believe. And this I th believe this guy is from is from the UK that wrote this book. So I gotta believe he cribbed the idea from that, which again goes back to the, to the old saw that uh, there are no new stories under the sun. They're just stories told in your voice. So. And it's, it's been a pretty good book so far. Uh, Monday, I was up at the crack of dawn, by which I mean 8 o'clock. <laughs> Tammy and I, uh, Tammy actually had been up for about three hours uh, already and was starving. So after making breakfast and eating, we did head to the gym, got there about 9, back home about 1030. Um, but between doing a bit of weeding, showering, and then having a, sna having a, a snack, I'm, I'm trying to go, not no sugar like you, but I'm trying to eat a little bit better, uh, better than I was. So our snack was celery and carrot sticks dipped in hummus. Um, I didn't get to the right desk till almost noon, uh, but I did keep my nose 
here at the desk uh, till about 4 p.m. And by that time, I had reached uh, 6,130 new words for the afternoon. So I was really pleased with that. On Monday. Uh, on Monday, right. <laughs> on Monday. <laughs> on Monday. So realizing I was uh, somehow halfway to the entire goal for the week already, I decided to take the rest of the day off. I could have probably pushed into the evening too, but I, I decided not to. Uh, put together a vegetable stir fry for dinner, uh, which I like to do often. And then we spent the rest of the evening working the puzzle and reading. Um, somewhere in there, I might have consumed an entire can of smoked sprats and, and an ungodly amount of popcorn. I mean, what like, are what is what is smoked sprats? Sprats are, are they're kind of like a sardine uh, from the Baltic Sea. Uh, and, you know, so each can it probably runs on the order of about a thousand calories or something because they're a very oily fish. But it was good. And the popcorn was good, too. Tuesday, Tuesday was a strange day. I woke up really late in the morning. I uh, kind of wrestled with the sheets most of the night and had very little energy or focus. Uh, so instead of jumping right into the writing, I did what I do best, which is to cook and nap. I made a big bowl of tabbouleh salad uh, that lasted most of the week and a pan of baked barbecue chicken. Um, I don't know about if you've ever had tabbouleh or baba ganou, uh, which are, two, I think, two of the best things that come out of Middle Eastern cuisine. Tabbouleh is a... Is a um, bulgur wheat and parsley tomato uh, cucumber salad with a very tangy lemon juice dressing. So it's real low calorie and it's it's just delicious. Baba ganoush is something I've made before. Uh, it's basically roasted eggplants, smoked eggplants mixed with tahini. And you, you eat it like a dip, kind of like hummus. Uh, so, so many of those words I've never heard before. Oh, okay. Have you never heard of hummus? Yes, I have. We okay. used to, yeah. At the old job, they used to give us the whole vegetables and hummus. And okay. I would okay. just eat some carrots and some celery. I wouldn't yeah. touch the, it didn't look good. Oh, really? Maybe uh, I don't. I've made hummus at home too, but it's it's kind of a pain in the butt to make because you have to grind, you know, cook the chickpeas and grind them up and all that. It's easier to buy it. So that's why I did. Um, so basically, I kind of drifted through the whole day until Tammy went to bed, which she usually does around nine. And, and after I sat, I sat down and I said, well, I'm going to see if I can get those 2,000 words for the day, even though I'm, I'm way up on, on my progress for the week. Uh, but by the time I hit the sack around midnight, I did break 2,000. It was 2,521 new words for a day. So I met my goal for the day. Uh, Wednesday, I was up at a decent time, got to the gym about 9.30, back home at 11, followed by lunch, and then writing for the entire afternoon, knocked out 5,861 Jeez. words in about four hours. So impressive. I, if something about this story, just it, it, unlike most of the other stories I've ever written, just kind of caught my imagination. I just kept on going with it. Uh, and, I, and I could really vividly see these characters in my head and vividly see how they were not only dealing with each other, but dealing with secondary characters and the, the, the mystery and everything. So it's, it's been really fun writing it. Uh, and this is, this is Into the Dark, right? This is Into the Dark. That's, oh, that's right. impressive. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which I'm not sure uh, that may be the only way I could do so many words in a day, because if I actually had an outline, <clears throat> I might be more inclined to say, OK, I've reached the point in the outline where I said I was going to reach. I'm going to stop. But here I just I just keep basically keep on going until I run uh, until I get to that point where I don't really know what's going to happen next. And so I, I stop there and then overnight while I'm sleeping the subconscious, as Stephen <laughs> King says, the boys in the basement go to work and you, you figure out what you're going to be doing. Uh, so the rest of the evening was goofing off after dinner, mostly reading my, my book. 
Um, I'm getting through that book really quick at this point. I think by Wednesday, I was halfway through it. Uh, Thursday, uh, again, Wednesday night was a bad night for sleep. I only had about four hours, but I still managed to get to the gym, get a decent workout on the small muscle grooves, mainly my rotator cuff and my arms. I did damage my rotator cuff a number of years ago, so I have to keep on working on that to keep it loose and, and pliable. We were back home at 11, uh, spent some time outside watering and doing some weeding. Uh, the heat finally drove me indoors about 2 p.m. And again, like you said, you were today. I was a sweaty mess. Uh, but before I even hit the shower, I was so hungry. I managed bacon and egg sandwiches. <laughs> so nice. That, oh, yeah. that's nice. Yeah. So then we hit the shower. I hit the shower after that. And I would have liked to take a nap. But the previous afternoon, or late evening, my uh, daughter-in-law's uh, grandmother passed away. Uh, and so, and my wife is not the kind of uh, wife that goes out and buys the cards and sends the cards. I have to do that kind of thing. So I went out and it took forever to find decent cards. I don't know if you've ever tried to, to buy cards to send people, especially sympathy cards, but you know, they're kind of a joke uh, they're, or they're either a joke or they're just way too serious. There's not, there's not that, that sweet spot in between. So it took forever to find a couple that I liked. Um, and then when I got home, I decided to call my mother who I hadn't talked to in over a week and spent a good hour on the phone with her if not more and by then it was dinner time where we had that baked chicken in tabbouleh with strawberries for afters oh i like that yeah the fresh strawberries have been really good here i'm not sure i think they're coming from california but they've been the varieties are growing at least this year have been really sweet and they've been really good um by that time it was getting dark already and it was almost my wife's bedtime so i sat down with her and we finished working on that solar system puzzle got that finished and then once she sacked out, again, I sat down at the computer, just started pounding the keys, didn't pay attention to the time. Uh, well, not really sure how I kept going. I was wide awake, even after only four hours of sleep the night before. I uh, should have really been running on fumes, but I wasn't. And I managed another 5,982 words by midnight. So I got that in about three hours, a little over three hours. Uh, and then I was so keyed up from both the amount of words I was writing, and I guess just from being overly tired, that I didn't know if I'd be able to sleep, so I took a sleeping pill and I just crashed. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, nice. Uh, I don't know what I just slept straight through the night, and I usually don't do that. Uh, so Friday morning, I got up. I had enough energy uh, from having some sleep to uh, cook, do some cooking after breakfast. Yeah, we had breakfast was just cereal. Uh, made a huge casserole dish full of pumpkin custard and another huge casserole dish full of pineapple bread pudding, which are two of our favorites to snack on. Uh, finally sat down in the office at about 1.30, and by dinner time, I had 5,672 new words, which uh, felt like a full day's work, as you can imagine. So I did nothing but surf YouTube in the evening, and that brought my toll for the week up to 31,000. Uh, let's see. No, that's, is that right? No. Yeah, that's not right. I somehow got that double copied in there. Um, so, yeah, I had 5,672 words on Friday. The story still wasn't finished. Um, also, Friday bonuses were posted for Kindle Vela. And that's what I want to share the screen uh, for, if you can get pull that up. Uh, it's, it, you can see here the blue arrow on the top. This, uh, this top graph is, a, is a bonuses as a function of royalties. I've just kind of tracked over time what I've been getting month to month. This blue arrow points to what I, I got for the month of June, where I did very little in the way of promotion, very little in the way of uh, posting new episodes or anything. So I only received a, bundle, a bonus of $144 and change. Uh, somewhat less 
than I would have expected given the, this trend uh, regression that you see here. Uh, but, you know, it, it's within reason. Um, this Anecdotally, people have been saying that bonuses are dropping for equivalent amounts of work or even for more work. Uh, I haven't really seen that, as you can tell from, from this graph, but um, except for this month of June, and we'll see. I mean, one data point doesn't tell the whole story. We'll see what happens for bonuses in July uh, because I've also done very little work in July on these fellas uh, and very little uh uh, promoting. I have done more than I did for June. Uh, so we'll see where by the time uh, the bonuses come in for July, which will be late August, and then for August, which will be late September, uh, we'll see if that's true, if I'm just constantly falling below the trend line here. But yeah, I, I guess if I had to say something uh, about this, I would say that I was happy I got anything at all, given how little work I did. <laughs> I brought, you can see down here, this is basically the bonus dollar amount versus royalties. And, uh, you know, I, I brought in about $12 in royalties and the bonus was $140, like I said, $145, $144. Uh, this bottom graph, just for the heck of it, I've also uh, been tracking the, the bonus dollars versus the total number of paid reads. Now, theoretically, paid reads and the number of royalties you get are, or the amount of royalties you get are going to be very closely linked. If each of your pay, each of your reads is, is about the same amount of uh, tokens. Now, mine vary quite a bit from as little as eight tokens per read to as many as 20 or 25 tokens per read, which is why I decided to graph that as well. And what you can see here, I think, is that for me anyways, my expected bonus really tracks the total paid reads a little bit closer than up here at the, uh, at least on the low end here, than uh, in terms of royalties. So anyways, this is just, for the number files out there, this is just something that I, I found kind of interesting uh, to do. Um, and for people who are doing Vela out there, I'm gonna share this on the Facebook pages as well so people can see, because I, it's really interesting. People go into the end of the month having no clue as to what they're, their bonus might be not, they, they can't even guess a ballpark. And then when they get it, they're either really super excited or really super sad. And I think it's just because they don't have any idea how to, how to estimate it. So uh, I'm going to share this with them and see if, see if it helps them. Uh, yeah. So, okay. So that was Friday, Saturday. I dragged myself out of bed at 9 a.m. and did virtually nothing until I got into gear after lunch. I managed 3,529 words after lunch, and that brought my total week up to 31,998 words, uh, which finished off the rough draft of the Sherlockian story, which still doesn't have a title. Hopefully sometime this week, I'll come up with a title. Uh, it sits at 64,608 words. So it's a pretty good size. Given the way I wrote it, I really don't know if the number of words for this story is gonna go up or down, because some parts of this are really written in excruciating detail. And I think, as I mentioned last week, there are some side quests that happened because I was right into the dark. So some of those are going to probably, those words are going to disappear, but other parts are, are still a little bit uh, thin in terms of, of emotional and descriptive setting. So I'll have to add words there. My guess is it's going to turn out to be right in this ballpark, 65 to 70,000 words uh, by the time I'm done. Um, 
one thing I did do while I was writing it, unlike what I'm doing that did for that urban fantasy fantasy story, which is turning out to be a little bit of a pain in the butt, where I just wrote it kind of stream of consciousness, didn't think about chapters or anything like that. I did try to do chapters as I was writing the, this new story, but the chapters are quite long, and certainly for posting the Vela. They're up in, most of them are up in the 2,500 to 3,500 word range, which is too big for Vela. I mean, it's okay, you can do it, but uh, it's better since people are reading on their phones, typically for, for serial readers, uh, you wanna get them down more in the 1,000 to 1,500 word range. So <clears throat> one of the things I'm gonna have to do as I go through is uh, break some of these chapters up, maybe all the chapters, break them up into at least two, possibly three pieces with some of them. Um, I don't know how easy that's going to be. Some of them, it's going to be very difficult. Some will be easier. Um, right, right now, it stands at 25 chapters. So I'm looking probably at somewhere between 50 and 70 chapters for this by the time I'm done. Um, I did start a rewrite on the, on the first chapter. And oddly enough, it did naturally the first chapter, which was, I believe, 3,800 words as I originally wrote it. When I started doing a rewrite, I came to a what I thought was a nice conclusion for a shorter episode of just over about 1,200 words. And so I, I, I think I'll be able to do that. So I, I've got the first chapter rewritten or the first chapter episode written for Vela off of this new story. Um, as, I, as I'll mention a little bit later, I've got some goals for how many of these I need to do, how many episodes I need to do before I start posting it. Uh, today, uh, church was in the morning, like always, uh, followed by doing my laundry and some more cooking for the week where I made some uh, Chinese chicken and cabbage salad. And uh, also finally broke down, as I mentioned, and put the sprinkler out in the garden and as it just refuses to rain on us for some reason. And this, after this podcast, I'm probably going to finish the reading the book that I started earlier this week. And who knows, maybe I'll even go to bed early. We are looking at going to the gym again tomorrow morning. So I need to get rested up for that. And that was my week. Uh, really I'm tired. I'm tired just for you. That was a lot. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I don't think I've ever had a week with quite this many words. I, I have yeah. had weeks around 20,000 or so, but this seriously, it was seriously up. I, I feel like I've kind of moved into the Paul Teague realm of productivity here with this week. <laughs> so I was happy with it. Yeah, definitely. All right. Um, let me jump in. I have one, one update to my 2023 goals, and that had to do with a, uh, a writing schedule that I created in Excel where I popped out all the days um, one after another and then put in there what I wanted to do on each day and tried to stick to it. I didn't really do that when I was writing book one, um, when I was editing it. And then when I wrote the first draft of this one, I didn't do that either. I would like to set that up for my editing right now to say, okay, on this day, do this, on this day, do this, on this day, I'm not going to be around or on this day I'm working, whatever. And just try to estimate out when I can finish it because I want to, I want to start getting a date so I can start looking at when, um, C can go ahead and, and start editing it. So, cause I'll need to schedule that. Obviously I can't just ask for the next day to go ahead and edit it. So. Right. Um, that is something I want to do. And it's something I had, I really enjoyed when I did it for the first draft of book one, but just never got back to it for book two. Um, I don't know why I just didn't. So um, that was just a update quickly to the 2020 goal in terms of my running list of future things to do. My website is still on the list and basically all that's left is update the data and then get the podcast moved 
overcorrected newauthorpodcast.com so that I can then take down jerryevanoff.com, the, the WordPress WordPress version, and put my new um, webpage up there, my website up there. If anybody is listening that that can go to it real quick, go to it on your phone or on your iPad or your computer, and just let me know what you think. It's jerryevanoffauthor.com right now. Just make sure that everything looks okay. Um, I'm not missing anything. I didn't spell anything wrong. Just drop me a line, tweet me, or text me if you have my phone number, or you know, email me, whatever, if you find anything that you think needs to be changed. Also, I have the Amazon ad stuff up there from Mark Dawson and Matthew J. Holmes. I haven't done much on that. Um, I don't know. I'm up to a, a lot of impressions now with eight clicks and no sales. So I, I know that I do have to get back into that to see what I'm doing wrong or see what needs changed or whatever. I just haven't taken the time to do it. Um, in terms of my addicted to, um, it's just apparently golfing and fall apart, falling apart at the end at the end of the round, uh, because I did that three consecutive days, and also because I want to keep that in your head for my story at the end of this podcast. Okay, so, yeah. yeah, you have three data points, and you run a regression through that, so yeah, you're all yeah, set. It was, I mean, it was <laughs> it was literally whole um, uh, fifteen on Friday. It was whole seventeen yesterday, and it was whole fifteen today. So it's pretty. Yeah, it's. I would say it's pretty common. I don't, I don't really have an update to my running list of future things to do. I'm still kind of working in the background very slowly and in fits and starts on this idea of putting a five-year plan into place. And I'll have more to, to talk about that at, at a future date, but that's going really slow, mainly because uh, as a pantser and person who really doesn't plan and when he does plan, doesn't stick to the plan, I'm kind of really resisting doing this on an, on a emotional level. <laughs> so I have, to, I have to work on that. But my addicted to this week was obviously writing. I did. I spent a lot of time sitting here in front of my iMac, uh, pounding on my keyboard and getting stuff done, which uh, was pleasant for a change. Uh, okay, so looking at my schedule for this coming week, it's actually like the common schedule that I should have most weeks because I'm actually going back to work. So tonight I'm going to attempt to schedule Facebook posts. I say that now we know how that's going to go. We'll see. And then um, <clears throat> if you follow me on Facebook, you'll know how well I did by the number of posts I put out there. The other thing I want to do is set up the writing schedule. At least it's something tentative. I have a Excel spreadsheet already ready that I can use. I just need to get something in there. Uh, Monday I'm working from home. I really need to clean my house. It's a freaking mess. And I've got uh, the the maid service is coming on Tuesday, so it'll be it'll, oddly enough I have to clean my house before the maids come. It's very strange. It's like brushing my teeth before I go to the dentist. I don't understand why <laughs> I do it, but I do it. Um, and then uh, Tuesday I work from home. Uh, like I said, the maids come, and then I have golf in the evening. Uh, Wednesday I work from home. I'll probably write either at lunch or in the morning, uh, or I'm sorry, in the evening, or both if possible. Uh, I do want to start getting on the treadmill. I, I feel like I'm not, I'm still losing weight, but it's a lot slower now than it was. So maybe if I can get on the treadmill a couple of days a week, then I can, I can keep that going. So I might do that Wednesday at lunch. We'll see. Uh, Thursday, I'm actually back in the office for the first time since, I don't even know, June, maybe like June 20, June 30, June, what is that? June 29th, maybe. Um, it's been a bunch of weeks not being in there. I'm hoping that because I took half a day off on Friday and I haven't checked my email, I'm hoping on Friday afternoon, they sent an email saying, nah, let's give it one more week for the construction crew. But I, I, I'm not holding my breath, but I'm hoping. So Thursday, most likely I'm back in the office. I'll write at lunch uh, like I usually do in the office and then uh, come home that night. And actually that Thursday, I'm pretty sure, I could be wrong about this, that Thursday, is the last Thursday with no NFL football until like December because the Hall of Fame game is the following Thursday. And then there's preseason starting up after that. So I'm very excited about that. I can't, I miss the NFL so much. 
Uh, Friday, work from home, write it either at lunch or in the evening or both. Uh, Saturday, I'll golf in the morning somewhere. Uh, the course that we play at is closed again due to an outing. Uh, so we'll, uh, the guy that I golf with is going to look around and try to find something, and then I'll try to find two more people to make a foursome. And then I'll come home and go right in the afternoon like I do. Sunday, same thing. I'll golf in the morning, but we're back at our home course. And then I'll write in the afternoon. We'll podcast in the evening. My goal for next week is to continue doing three chapters at once. So I'm looking at getting seven, eight, and nine edited. I only have 25 chapters or 26 chapters in the book so far. So you know, if I can get through through three three a week, um, we're still talking another eight. That's not, I, I want to be done before that. So, uh, once I make the Excel sp spreadsheet schedule out, maybe I'm doing more than three, uh, as I get later in the book, the chapters are shorter. So maybe I'm doing more than three a week. We'll see. But, uh, I do want to get the, the Excel spreadsheet taken care of tonight. And then that goal could change based on that spreadsheet. It could be more, it could be less. We'll see. All right. Have you ever tried writing while you're on the treadmill, uh, writing on your laptop? <laughs> Funny story. I actually had my dad build me a desk out of PVC pipe and cheap wood that would sit over top of the display of the treadmill mm -hmm. that I could put my laptop on and I never used it. And I don't even, I think I disassembled it and tossed it. Oh. Um, I have not, I have looked at those treadmill desks, but they're really expensive. Right. So I, I, I'm not going to do that. I've, I've done it um, at the gym that used to be, you know, just a block or so from the house uh, before COVID and they closed down and you know, I did, I, it was very hard because there was no dedicated space to put the laptop on and it was kind of tippy and stuff, but you could do it. And, and what's interesting, and I've done this experiment with me and a heart monitor and, um, you know, calories, monitoring calories and stuff. Um, what's, and I think I've done, I, I've read up on this too, as I recall, it's been a number of years now, but what's interesting is that all of us have a natural gait, a natural speed at which we walk. Um, and there's two ways you can increase the number of calories you burn when walking. One is to walk faster than what you naturally walk. The other is to actually walk slower than you actually walk because it takes, it takes your, your, because of your body's phys, uh, structural makeup and the physiology of your muscles, you're actually burning more energy, purposefully slowing yourself down when you walk. It, it seems odd. It seems really weird, but it has to do with the biomechanics of the way your foot works and, and things. So one of the things you can do is you can get on a treadmill and, you know, when I get on a treadmill at a gym and I don't do it very often, but when I do do it, my natural gait is usually about around three and a half miles an hour or something like that. If I slow it down to two miles an hour, that seems like a really leisurely stroll and it's easy to type on that laptop. So anyway, it's just... Food for thought in the future if you want to try it out on your treadmill. You have a treadmill at home, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 If you want to try it out there, you don't have to walk very fast in order to burn calories. On yeah. It. Uh, maybe okay. I will. I, yeah. Maybe I will. I don't know. I do, I do want to get on it. So we'll see. Yeah. Uh, the coming week for me, um, I'm going to start. Well, I already started editing the Sherlockian story. I want to continue with that. I'm going to set a goal of 10 chapters, two per day, roughly for the working week. Um, and if I get that far, by next Sunday, I'll start posting them to Vela next week. What I really want to do is I want to get, um, I want to post five episodes all at once and then start scheduling out episodes, like one every other day to drop. And that seems to be a, a way in which people do it on Vela 
uh, keeps readers' interest up. And if you schedule them and you put them up there, and, you know, and then the, you put them up there and you just tell what date it, the date it's supposed to go live. You don't, then you don't have to worry about it. You just keep on putting them up, and um, uh, in the for future uh, release. Uh, so I'm, I think I want to try that this time with the Sherlockian story since I have it all written first draft. And I just what I have to do is I have to push through and get it all revised in order to to do that. We'll see how that works. I also want to try to post five new episodes of my ongoing villas, which really won't take me much time to do. I just have to sit down and do it. I just haven't been doing it. Uh, we do. My wife and I do want to up our gym time a little bit. We've been going for the last month or so about three times a week. We want to up that to four four days a week. We want to try to get onto a Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday schedule. Uh, so I'm going to try to do that this week as well. And with all that going on, I doubt that I'm going to have any time to do anything on an urban fantasy story. But you never know. I may make it the bug to take a look at it. But I, I'm, I'm not, don't have a, a lot of hope for that. In terms of sharing something new that happened this week or something interesting, I don't know how I slept on this. And you may not have. You may have seen it. But I stumbled across this series called Justified. Have you ever seen that series? I've heard of it, but never watched it. Yeah, yeah starring Tim Elephant. It basically ran from, I believe, 2000 to 2007. Uh, it is fantastic. It's basically Clint Eastwood in the modern day Appalachia. And what I personally, what I love about some is, is you know, I lived in, in Southwest Virginia in the mountains for about 12 years. And the depiction they have of the people, the way they talk, the way they act, the kind of morals they have, the, the you know, the moonshine stills, the meth labs, you know, <laughs> the fact that family is more important than anything, uh, including the law, it's is really, really interesting. Uh, and it's a really good storytelling, really, really good acting. If you haven't seen it, check it out. Uh, and the thing that brought it to my attention is they've just rebooted it again. Uh, I can't remember what the earlier version was called. It was Justified Colon Something. This this new version that's come out that they just rebooted is called Justified uh, City Primeval. And the lead character uh, who in the series, his name, his name is Raylan Givens, uh, is now in Detroit and doing his shtick in Detroit. So it'll be really interesting. The the thing, the, the, the Justified... Um, the original series uh, premise was uh, this: this character, Raylan Givens, had finally escaped his hometown in Harlan County, Kentucky, uh, where he had been a coal, you know, as a young man, had been a coal miner and stuff. Finally, managed to escape. Nobody escapes Harlan County; they're they're all there for life. And was a U.S. marshal, deputy marshal in Miami, but they shipped him back to Harlan County, he's still a deputy marshal, but they shipped him back because he was too violent for Miami. <laughs> so wow. so I'm, I'm really interested in seeing what's, what happens when he's in Detroit. <laughs> and the other thing, the other thing I've I stumbled across this week is a movie that came out during COVID. So it never hit the theaters. It was released like, kind of in the old days, we used to say direct to DVD, but it was basically direct to streaming. Uh, called Werewolves Within. And I don't know if you've ever seen that movie or not. Uh, it stars Milana Weintraub, who is the AT&T girl. I don't know if you know. Oh, really? Yeah. It's a fantastic movie. Uh, 
I, I saw clips of it on YouTube and I decided, well, I might go ahead and watch this. And it, it's a great movie. And Rotten Tomatoes, it's like a score of 86% on Rotten Tomatoes. Nobody's heard of it because it was released during COVID and it never hit the movies and never got much press. But if you get a chance, check it out. If for no other reason than, than to see the AT&T girl as a werewolf. So, yeah. And I mean, it, I don't, that's a selling point right there. Yeah. It's basically, it's basically a comedy horror movie. So there's, okay. you know, it's kind of equal, uh, equal amounts of each. Well, there you go. Yeah. Uh, in terms of the last thing I want to talk about here, I have my, my chat GPT story of the week, which, uh, I thought was going to be interesting where you remember I went in earlier, I said a couple days ago and I said to, to chat GPT for the, um, uh, what do you call it? The custom instructions to give me the novelist, you know, you're a fan of mysteries and you write science fiction and all this good stuff. Well, without thinking today in it, I was sitting at hothead and I had gone through and finished this, the book and, and I was just looking at my golf score thinking, why, what's going on? Why am I falling apart? So I went to chat GPT and I just started a new chat and I just said, why, when I, when I'm golfing and playing 18 holes, do I fall apart on the last few holes? I just want to see what it would say. I would thought it would be like, oh yeah, you need energy. You need to eat this. You should do this, whatever. And this is the answer that it gave me. <clears throat> and I, I'm, I don't know if I'm to read all. There's about, there's about four paragraphs. Yeah, I'll read it. Uh, five paragraphs. I will read it all. So it said this. The game of golf, much like a well-structured mystery, unfolds across its expanse with an intricate blend of skill, strategy, and human endurance. One can liken the, liken the course to a sprawling manor shrouded in the lingering fog of an early dawn, hiding secrets and obstacles behind every green. As a murder mystery writer, the unraveling of the plot is akin to the play-by-play -play of a tense golf match, each stroke revealing more, pushing the narrative, the game, forward. As you navigate through the fairways, which are which are as confounding as de and deceptive as the dark corridors of a space station in one of my science fiction tales, the tension builds. Like a detective nearing the end of a complex case or a time traveler on the brink of a paradox, you're under increasing pressure to perform, to make the correct choices, to swing with the right amount of force and direction. In those final holes, your, ma your mind may whirl like a spaceship caught in a, t caught in a temporal vortex anxiety gnawing at the edge of your thoughts it's akin to the climactic moment when the detective gathers all the suspects in the room about to reveal the killer or the ex ex exacting instant when our space adventurer must hit the button to catapult themselves back to their own time the pressure is high and the room for error like the margin between centuries or dimensions in my novels is razor thin and it just goes on and on. There's three more paragraphs and there's, I mean, it just goes on and on like that. All I really thought it was going to be like, Hey, eat a banana, but no, I forgot that I told it that it's a science fiction author and a time travel author. So this is what happens when you forget to change your custom information in chat. GPT. It was great. It was fun. I, Maybe I think it's, yeah, I think that's hilarious. It actually, with a little bit of work, it sounds like a good short story. <laughs> it, I mean, the last paragraph starts like this. And just as my heroes inevitably find their way, you too will conquer these final holes. One stroke, one breath, one moment at a time, you'll triumph. After right. all, even in the most twisted mysteries and complex space-time conundrums, the solution often lies in the simplest of actions, in quiet determination, and the relentless pursuit of the end, no matter what hurdles loom large. Just for fun, what you ought to do is you ought to take that and tell GPT to rewrite it in first person with a lot of internal monologue and see what happens. I bet I bet it would turn out to be a great little short story. Um, 
I also bet that it would sound a lot like um, what a sports psychi- psychologist or psychiatrist would, would talk to it someone might. who's struggling. Yeah, yeah, it might. It might. Uh, I'm, I'm actually typing it as we speak just because I'm curious. Let's see what the first sentence is from ChatGPT. I said rewrite uh, first person uh, with a lot of internal monologue. It says, okay, hold on. It's 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 going right now. I want to read, but it's just going right now. It looks you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me a lot of like the the author version of um what's that song called by Eminem from Eight Mile? Uh Lose Yourself, is that what it's called? Was that an eight mile? Uh, yeah, it's, like, it's the okay. it's like the final rap battle song. I don't even know, I've never seen that movie. But it, it, you know, it's you know, he's ready. His palms are sweaty. I know that's some of the lyrics right, 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 right. to it. So I see this, and it starts out: the golf course stretches before me, a labyrinth of greens and fairways that mirrors the convoluted narratives of my murder mysteries. It's a riddle to be solved, a secret to be unlocked. Each swing of the club is a fresh clue in a grand enigma. I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to say rewrite this um, as a rap song by Eminem. <laughs> And I, I, I'm just really curious now. And I'm, I'm not okay. I step on the green, the scene pristine. Each swing at my a line in my murder mystery theme. Oh man, this is great. I love doing this. It's so much fun. I love ChatGPT. It's so much fun. So anyway, anyway, so that's that was uh, I thought was a funny story about ChatGPT. Yeah, that is fun to me. So, all right, um, that is the end of the podcast. Do you have anything else you want to talk about? No, except you know, I think after we get done recording here, I'm going to go and. Uh, find one of my really short stories and ask it gpt to write it as a rap song by eminem just see what happens there you go (laughs) try different rappers i mean some of the ones when i was a kid like young mc and and uh who i'm gonna knock you out what was that guy's name god it's so long ago i'm beastie boys i'm gonna do it for the beastie boys there you go beastie boys there you go that's a good one um all right so if you want to get a hold of us uh for me email me jerry at jerryevanoff.com um you can find me on twitter jerry e25 uh, the website is jerryevanoff.com, but I will say that you can go to jerryevanoffauthor.com right now and see the new one until I get it ported over. Um, on Facebook, uh, uh, facebook.com slash jerryevanoffauthor. We are on Patreon, patreon.com slash uh, podcast. If you want to kind of show us some support, help us out a little bit, a dollar a month, $5 a month, whatever you want to do. And I'm on buy me a coffee, buymeacoffee.com slash jerryevanoff. Um, yeah. A lot of stuff there to get a hold of us. Okay. If you want to get in touch with me, my email address is rich at richkc.com. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and threads uh, at Casey himself. And check out my Vela stories on Amazon by going to richkc.com and you'll get links to both stories that are, I currently have on Vela and this new one that will be appearing shortly. All right, everyone. That's the end of the podcast. And we'll talk to you all next week. Have a great week.